Where are you leading from? In a society that prioritizes success first, we tend to fall into traps of leading ourselves and others from a place of fear, doubt, and unworthiness. Let's find a new way. I am seeking to inspire and guide leaders, parents, and athletes to unlock the secrets to a fulfilling life that resonates from the heart. Let's embark on this voyage together, where heart-driven leadership becomes the compass for a life well-lived. This is Heart First. I am your host, Ryan Sawyer. Before we get started, I want to let you know about a resource I created for you. It's called Prep Like a Pro. It's going to take you through a mental, an emotional, and nutritional, physical preparation plan to prepare for big moments. So whether you're an athlete or someone who's preparing for a big speech, interview, or anything in your life that really matters to you, go click on this resource I hope it helps. Welcome to Integrated Performance Podcast. I'm going to have a very close friend of mine, colleague, I'm going to say mentor. She'll probably argue that, but at one point, uh, you know, she was somebody who brought me in to her community and brought me forward in life. Barb Oviet is uh, an incredible yogi. Now, I've been around a lot of yogis in my life. And I've been trained by some incredible yogis, but she is as well-rounded and as balanced and as service-oriented yogi that I have ever seen. And she's somebody here in town in Liberty Lake, Spokane area that serves the community with her yoga mat called The Mat that she's been operating since about 2010. Her yoga path has been a a little over a 20-year journey, but before that, she was... uh, on the journey of Taekwondo. So she's a black belt in Taekwondo competing at a very high level, instructing at a high level. And uh, so that journey started way back through over 30 years ago in the Taekwondo world and turned from Taekwondo to Yogi into nutritional coach. And obviously on top of all this is also a mother of three amazing children and a wife and just devoted in her community. So I'm so excited to have you here. We're going to let you introduce yourself a little bit of kind of what got you to this place and then kind of maybe fill in our conversation of what brought us together and working together and then have a conversation about balance, right? And so this, what does that look like? How do we find it? How do we navigate it? How do we maintain it if it's even possible? So Barb, thank you for being here. So excited to have you on and uh, just looking forward to hearing from you. Well, it's an honor to be here, Ryan. I really looked forward to this opportunity to for you to get started on this podcast. First of all, I was like thrilled to hear you were doing it and then to be asked to be on here with you. I'm honored to do that. So I respect your path and where you're going, which is why I reached out to you originally just to put that in there was I was doing my due diligence on, on social media, which I try to stay a little bit away, but you know, I was doing my going through and just doing the business and came across a post that you had posted that you had just um, finished this Kokoro yoga um, certification. And it intrigued me because it brought both my martial arts and my yoga together. So I am, like you said, a martial artist turned yogi, but they are so integrated. They so work together. And that's what kind of steered me into yoga was the interest. I wish I had had my yoga practice where it is now when I was competing in Taekwondo, that would have changed the game for me, but I didn't have the mindset part of that, of, um, you know, physical activity and um, competition way back in my twenties. So it would have been interesting to incorporate those two together. But then when you brought Kokoro yoga 
um, to the mat and shared that with our community. It really um, intrigued me putting the two together because they they are very integrated martial arts and yoga. That's yoga is a martial art, right? Yeah, yeah. So I would love to hear just a little bit more, Barbara. Kind of what led you to take on Taekwondo in the very beginning, and then what led you from Taekwondo oh. to yoga? Like, just give us a yeah. little bit of context into what has got you to where you are right now today as somebody who I look up to collaborate with and excited just to work with in, in our, in our coaching method. So, yeah. So um, we go way back to when I just had graduated from high school and I didn't really have much of a path. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know, you know, didn't have a path. And I came across this martial arts school that was just down the street from where I was working in a pharmacy And, um, I just was intrigued to, I really wanted to learn self-defense and that's really what got me there was, I was like, I would really like to learn some self-defense. It was an adult, like a young adult, like fresh out of high school adult. And I just walked into this, um, studio and just watched. And then I was like, yeah, I kind of want to do this. I was fairly physically active. I, you know, could do most sports averagely and getting out of high school there, I wasn't doing anything like that. So I was like, yeah, this looks like it could keep me in shape and it looks kind of interesting. Well, I just became part of this family in this um, martial arts school and it just was what I needed. It filled a need for me at that time in my life where I was a little bit lost. It, it gave me purpose. It gave me um, a family, you know, that I went every day and trained and I got good at it to the point where I was competing on, this was Canada. So this is a provincial level. And, um, you know, at the pinnacle of that, um, won the Canadian women's championship. Wow. So it was like, it was like a big deal in my life. Yeah. It was, wow. I don't know, for the, it was a what, big so deal. So what year was that? What year did you win that? <laughs> that was 1986. <laughs> 1986 Canadian Were you champion. Alive? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a long time ago and there wasn't a lot of women. So, um, we trained with men mostly. And so when we got to that level where we were um, competing with women, then it was, you know, we were ready and it was fun. We went as a team out there in Toronto and, um, and then I got married and moved to the United States and it was a little different, you know, it was martial arts studios are like yoga studios. You kind of find your family and then it's like leaving your family. <laughs> so I had come down and, and my life just changed. I it went in a different direction. I was still, um, teaching or training. I trained at the university of, um, Montana because my husband was going to school there. So I trained with their team and they're a very, um, strong team there. So that was a good experience for me. Um, but my competition kind of slid, I just lost the groove of that and competed a little bit down here in the United States, but then, you know, um, things changed. We moved again and, uh, I was working, my husband was working and it just became secondary. But once I, um, we adopted three children and when I adopted the first, um, our first child and he got to about five, I was like, I'd really like him to get into martial arts. It's such a great tool. I wish I'd had it as a kid. And um, there just wasn't any, we were living here at the time in Liberty Lake. And I was um, really looking for a good solid school like I had had and didn't find it. So I thought, you know, I could just start teaching. So I started teaching this little tiny group of um, his friends at the Liberty Lake Athletic Club here. And it grew and it grew and it grew and it grew and it became this huge monster of a, of a, a school. And it was so fun. And my boys both went through the whole program, got their black belts and became instructors as well. And, um, we created this Liberty Lake Taekwondo school and it was 
it was awesome. And it still is going today. Of course, there's other coaches that are running it, but um, it's been just a great thing in the community to help primarily kids, right? Like this is sort of kids get into, I got into it as an adult and which some adults do, but it really helps kids build character, um, self-discipline, um, all of those things that we're teaching in this program as well. Um, they learn that through martial arts. And so this program that we're talking about um, is so connected with what we teach in martial arts. Yeah, Yeah. that's excellent. And the the integrated approach is beautiful when you start to bring things in or it's like, you're able to connect these dots. Like, oh, how, oh, it's Mm -hmm. martial arts is a lot like in yoga, it's just like this. And and, Mm -hmm. and you create this way of just being in the world, right? Right. And I love the fact too, that you just happened to mention, because this is a big part of what we talk about is, you know, social, emotional well-being through understanding and being able to meet our own basic human needs of, I heard you say family. So there's a level of connection there. I heard you say purpose. Mm-hmm. So the idea of their finding meaning and being able to contribute and, and mm-hmm. to grow and these different pieces. Uh, so all of those checked your boxes and for you to be aware, like this is important. We have to understand that this is, if there is a hole in our life to a certain degree, like that's, that's some sort of basic human need that's not being met, right? That we need to then learn how to source ourselves from a place where we feel good enough. We feel connected. We know who we are from the inside out and we have a sense of meaning, but then go out and actually act in a way where we're filling the, fulfilling those needs. The human side Mm -hmm. of us is, is going out and we're finding connection and reaffirming who we are and how we present ourselves to the world and, and our sense of meaning. And so the today's that leads into today's conversation of like, that's a really vast conversation of balance, right? Of balance. So yeah, I, coming from a, yeah. a, a champion Taekwondo <laughs> professional yogi, incredible mother <laughs> servant leader, like what you hear the word balance, like what's the first thing that you think about when you hear the word balance? When you first said, how about talking about balance? The first thing that came to my mind was, oh, yes, this is great. It's like you said, it's very vast. But in yoga, there has to be like a physical balance. And I talk about it a lot, like from your foundation, meaning your feet, like you get your feet on the mat and there has to be, you have to be able to find balance. And so many people struggle with that, like just actually lifting one foot up off of their mat and finding balance on one foot. So we can talk about it like that, like physically finding balance, but it's so much more, right? Like if we can't find that, it's more than just you're struggling with your core strength or whatever it is, like your mind's probably all over the place. Mm -hmm. And, and in order to really find balance, we have to have opposition, right? So I can't just look at my feet and hope that I can find balance from there. I have to have like a lift from my sternum and I have to have this core engaged and there has to be opposite muscle movement in order to find the balance. And that's what we are talking about in the integrated tools that you've given us is there has to be opposition, right? In everything, there's opposition in everything we do through life with the pleasure and, um, you know, pain and, you know, suffering. And, you know, there has to be opposition in all of those things in order for us to really, truly find balance. Mm-hmm. So for me as a as you know, practicing yoga or coaching yoga or being a mother or being a wife or, you know, whatever it is, I have to have find balance in all of that. 
it can't be. And, and there's been, and I'm not saying that I'm like the master of that. I think we all have to work at that, like on a daily basis, I have to work on, you know, the balance of taking care of myself as well as taking care of my family or, you know, and all of that, which are the tools that, yep. that we learn so much from, from this integrated performance. Well, I want to go back just a little bit because I, I wrote down one of the very similar notes of like, okay, well, if I think about it in terms of the physical form of, of yoga, mm-hmm. right. And the actual right. like asana practice of mm-hmm. movement and breath, where most people think of yoga, that's what they think about, right. They think about stretchy bendy. They think about, mm-hmm. you know, a yoga class and an instructor in the front and upper dog and downward dog. And, you know, and so I thought, okay, well, one of the poses that's you know, kind of based in balance at a foundational levels is, is a mountain pose, right? Well, mm-hmm. mountain poses, you know, obviously we have both feet on the ground. So like how much balance is actually achieved by just standing there? Well, there's some, but you know, it's not going to be, most of us should be able to feel fairly balanced by just standing with both of our feet on the ground. Right. So we have to push ourselves a little bit physically to find physical balance Meaning that maybe I have to go into tree pose where I'm taking one foot up off the ground and, and whether I place that foot on my calf or on the inside of my thigh or wherever I'm placing that foot. And okay, then there's another level of balance that has to be created. And I can make that harder by even, okay, now try closing your eyes and watch what your mind does and how you lose mm-hmm. focus and and you're begin to like have a extra level of chatter. I go, what? I can't keep balance with my eyes closed, right? I mean, that's what happens to me anyway. And then you can go into say, okay, once you find balance in the tree pose, then it's okay, work forward into warrior three, where now, you know, my body is, my one foot is still on the ground, but my body is, is, uh, is, you know, horizontal and I'm working to stretch my arms up over my head or whatever that may look like, whatever version of warrior three. But this idea that if we can create stress, right, good stress, resistance, physically, then we're going to be able to bring ourselves back into a place of balance and be even more balanced in that tree pose. Right. Uh, so balance is, 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 is sometimes confused with comfort. And I don't believe that balance is found through, through comfort. Does that, does that resonate with you? Yes, totally. I think that a lot of, I, well, I think it's human nature. We want to be comfortable. You know, we want to, our, we don't necessarily want to work like we I ha- today in class for whatever reason I had like three people in class who could hyperextend and to me that's a good example of so I just broke it down we stopped and we looked at that and like hyperextending joints um, you know there's no balance there so then there's no strength because they've gone past the point of where the mobility of the joint should be and so we have to back up and find maybe physical balance so that the muscles around that joint are going to strengthen and hold that joint where it needs to be. So like pulling sometimes balance means pulling back, right. Or stepping back a little bit. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. Like, even if we go into like talking about martial arts again, when I coached martial arts, I would, the kids would, or myself even like we would train and train and train and train and train and we get really comfortable and we're like really good and we're ready to go. And then we get to competition and, you know, it's scary, right? It's uncomfortable. And it's like, oh no. And the kids, kids would then, you know, break down and in, in crying or whatever it was. And it's this resistance of, I don't know what's going to happen and I'm scared. And, and, and so we work on finding that balance of, pushing past that uncomfortable and just moving into the space of, Oh, let's see what's going to happen. 
of course we want it, we need to feel safe, right? But once we reassure the child, oh, you're going to be safe because I'm here coaching you. And if anything, it doesn't look safe, then I'm going to stop it. So you go in there and you just do what we have trained, right? What we've trained and, and finding that balance with kids or with any of us, um, it can be applied to anything, right? Like anything in life, like something scary, you know, um, like yesterday. So you're working with my daughter who's 15 and totally good with that being out there. And she, um, is learning these tools. So yesterday she needed to, she wanted to buy batteries for something. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to drive up to the front of Safeway. I'm going to let you out and you go buy the batteries. And she instantly went into, I can't do that. I can't do that. Never mind. I don't need the batteries. No, it's okay. I don't need the batteries. And then she went into the whole, Oh, my anxiety. Right. And so I pulled over, parked the car, And I said, Hey, let's just break it down. Like, what are you feeling? And I went through the steps of how does that make you feel? You know, and just everything we've learned, you know, you don't own anxiety, you know, you're feeling a little anxious because you haven't gone into a store by yourself and bought something maybe ever. (laughs) And so all by yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and so that sent this bit of fear, same thing, right? Like I had to take her into this place of, Oh, you've done that with me a million times. But now going out on your own, it took you into this place of, ooh, that makes me feel anxious. Like, I'm not sure how that's going to work. How's that whole transaction going to work? How's it going to work in the ring when I don't know who I'm fighting? I don't know what they're going to do. Same idea, right? So finding this balance of regulating ourselves mm-hmm. and um, being able to um, practice that. And in, if we go back to the physical form of yoga, we have to practice balancing like physically in order to get good at it. She's going to have to practice finding that balance of her feelings and being able to push into the uncomfortable in order to be good at it and just be like, oh yeah, that made me feel a little bit like this. Now, if I would have known that, if I had that tool when I was competing, it would have changed the game. So for, for athletes, I think learning this, these tools and finding this balance of, you know, I'm a little bit scared, but I'm also super anxious about seeing what's going to happen here. Am I going to win? Am I not going to win? Eh, you know, like we talk a lot about that, right? There's no losing in life. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. And that's, a, that's a topic for another, for another podcast. Yeah, that's a whole nother going podcast. down that rabbit hole. It's easy to go down all kinds of rabbit holes, but I want to unpack further because you just naturally led us into this conversation. And I love where you took that of talking about the sense of psychological safety that is going to be needed for us to maintain balance in our life because it's a basic human need for us to feel safe. And when all of our needs are met, we do feel safe. Therefore we feel safe to step out and push ourselves. And whether that's Mm -hmm. buying batteries at a grocery store or whether that's Mm -hmm. competing on the Taekwondo mat or whether that's Mm -hmm. starting a business or, you know, being a teenager who's an athlete in high school and and competing at a high level there, or, you know, whatever it is, Mm This ability to self-soothe, this ability to regulate, this ability to be able to feel something, but not attached to it. And then we had this conversation and I remember way back in my own journey of, of overcoming, you know, dark, deep depression saying this and actually labeling it saying, oh, it's mine. It's my depression. My (laughs) depression is really bad today. And like attaching to it, identifying in such a way, like there was no separation, there wasn't mm-hmm. me as the as a as a spirit or as a human. And then here's this experience that I'm having. And when I realized and recognized like how important this verbiage is to say, 
I am, and I'm not then merging that with the depression, right? Or merging that with what I'm experiencing or feeling, right? So this ability balance is going to be much easier. We're going to be able to step out and push ourselves to much greater lengths, the greater we, our capacity is to be able to regulate ourselves, to be able to self-soothe, to be able to feel something rise up within us, an impulse, a sensation that rises up within us that's that's going to happen when we're in the unknown. At any point in time, we're doing something that our brain processes it as a threat. When we don't know how something's going to turn out, it immediately is going to tell us this isn't safe. Mm-hmm. It's not safe out there. That grocery store is not safe, right? right. So what what do we do with That's that? Our brain is built, right? Yeah. So then now we go, oh, okay. There might be some danger there, but I know I'm safe. And what mm-hmm. you did is such a beautiful thing as a parent to say, okay, I'm going to create this container within this car right now. Where you're safe. Like you got this. We've mm-hmm. done this. There's a level mm-hmm. of credibility here. So we, you know, you build a little bit of confidence, make them feel safe before they step out into the unknown and mm-hmm. take on whatever task, goal, obstacle is facing them. But this ability to regulate ourselves is so incredibly important to be able to then find more balance more often. Because yes. Here is here is the next piece that I have found. And as you study like happiness, like say, for example, like if you try to find happiness or be happy, like it's fleeting, incredibly fleeting. But if you do the things and you live a, in an integrated approach to life that are going to lead to happiness, like you'll slip into it. You'll, you'll wake up one day and be like, oh, shit, look at it. I'm happy. Right. Like <laughs> life is good. Right. And that's. Yeah. A very true in my own life, like where, you know, you take a very integrated approach to life uh, from mindset to personal discovery, to nutrition, to movement. And it's like, man, I feel, I feel really grounded right now. I feel really balanced, you know? So you're taking this integrated approach to life where you're able to, to slip into the balance, because if you try to find balance, I believe it's leading. Like, I believe it's a passing moment where you felt it and, and then it's gone because what ends up happening is, like you said earlier, as a human being, we're kind of wired to try to conserve energy. So like comfort is kind of like, ooh, that's safety. I'm good here. Everything's yeah. kind of really good in life. Don't disturb it. You know, keep things in this little container of happiness and of balance, because if you shake the ship a little bit, you know, something might fall out. <laughs> Whereas in all reality, we need to be able to you know, push ourselves outside of our comfort zone a little bit, be it, but then be able to regulate. And then I believe instead of, if we try to find balance, we're kind of walking a tightrope, right? If we, oh, oh, I'm trying to find balance. Oh, there it is. No, it's gone. Where it is. There it is. Now it's gone. You know, whereas if I take an integrated approach to life that I, I can have an experience where it's more like walking down a sidewalk and, and my life feels balanced where if I don't pay attention, I might walk off the edge. But, but most of my life, I feel pretty grounded and balanced because I'm doing all these things on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, right? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. So this, this importance to, to regulate is what you brought up, to feel psychologically safe, to create this environment, you as a parent, as a leader, as a coach, as a teacher, creating this environment within yourself, regulating yourself. Therefore, the person that you're impacting feels safe to set out to create more balance in their life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a continued yin and yang of hard and soft. I'm not the center of that, finding a center of hard and soft constantly. We do that like on the mat, you know, like in whatever pose. I could pick any pose 
and there would need to be some hard and some soft, right? In that pose, warrior one, there needs to be hard on one side, soft on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. In order to find the balance of that triangle, what I could pick headstand, handstand, there has to be some hard and some soft. I have to be integrated into my foundation, right? Anchored in, but I also have to be soft in my spine in order to find balance. So handstand is a great example of physically finding balance because so many people struggle with it because they're all just like, it's so hard, everything's hard. And so once they find the soft in the handstand, they find balance, right? That's interesting. Okay. So let's take this into the application of life. Like Mm -hmm. I'm somebody who is listening to this podcast right now. I'm intrigued by this idea of taking a fully integrated personal life, everything from movement, nutrition, mindset, personal discovery, personal philosophy, all these different pillars that we've talked about, you know, that we'll continue to uncover and talk about. Like for you, what is, where do you start? Where would you have somebody start to find balance in their life? Like what's like the number one thing, let's get this squared away. This is important this is going to help you find more balance. You mean just in like, give me an example of what, what our life, let me give you an example. So yesterday was never having a conversation and she decided to pack abs. <laughs> and I said, Oh, I can totally tell you and show you how to get there. Like completely. And I said, a six pack starts in the kitchen. And she was like, what? And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you have to, you have to have the nutrition piece. You're never going to get a six pack of abs if you're not doing the nutritional piece of that. And it's very aggressive in order to find that. And, and I, and you're not going to be able to sustain it for a really long period of time. You can get a six pack and you can sustain it for a while, but that's not balance. You know, God didn't make us that way <laughs> with six pack abs, right? There, we have to have that balance. We can certainly get there and we're going to work on it. Her and I are going to go for it for 30 days and see how, how well we can do. But then we have to find balance in that, right? Like we have to, your body needs carbs and it needs fats and it, you know, in order for your body to function the way God intended it to, if we take all the carbs out, our brain isn't going to work very well, you know? Mm. So there has to be this, this balance, your body needs all those things. And yes, we can create this and we can go off balance for a little while, but at some point we need to shift back and there's the yin and the yang, you know, why do I want to achieve? Why do I want to get that six pack abs? So I look really good at the beach in the summer. Okay, let's do it. And then let's find balance. Let's come back off of that and know that we don't have to swing from extreme to extreme. So coming back to your question, if somebody comes to me and they want balance in their life, I would, you know, narrow that down to like, what? like spiritually, physically. um. Hey, thank you so much for your time and attention. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating and a review and share it with a friend or someone who you think may benefit. And don't forget to go grab your free resource by heading over to the link in the show notes. We'll see you on the next episode.